Welcome back to Jeff Needs Sports, everybody. Uh, we got a great show for you tonight. I've got a, uh, a friend of mine back with us tonight, uh, Dan Felton from the Assorted Goods Podcast. We did a show. It's been, believe it or not, Dan, it's been like two months since we did our first show. Um, and we kind of did an NFL, a little bit of an NFL preview, talked about your history with the sport and things like that. So tonight... Uh, you know, now that now that we got through now the, the uh, pleasantries of all that, we're going to talk basically. We're going to talk about the stretch run of the NFL here. We're going to talk about uh, the teams that we you know we think are going to make it, the teams that aren't making the cut, the players so far. Kind of do a midseason wrap up since we haven't got to to uh, to speak in a while. So um, thanks for coming on, sir. Yeah, thanks for having me again. This is uh, I- I'm always ready to talk football, and you know we've we've got plenty of ammunition after how long yeah. it's been since the last time I was here. Yes, and this will be a nice break. You do you do some really awesome content on you know your podcast, but uh, this will be a nice break of something that doesn't mean quite as much. But yeah, uh, yeah no, I appreciate it. And have a little fun and have a little fun. But yeah, yeah, your Absolutely. show show's doing great. By the way, I, I enjoy it every time, and you do put out some really smart content. And um, oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. I wish I could. I wish I could keep up with putting them out uh, more than once uh, every blue moon. So I can uh, imagine the effort you put into them. That's got I don't, I don't think that's something you can do like in an evening. Uh, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you don't give me too much credit. I also, I also do have a terrible procrastination problem with <laughs> with doing it. If, if somebody was expecting me to get, get it an episode out like every week or two weeks, I'd probably do it more, but uh, when it's when I'm my own boss, I'm I'm not great. So hey, I hear you, man. Jeff needs help is on. I think I'm. A, it's probably been a month now, but uh, you know, I I do a lot of the sports stuff. Yeah. But I totally yeah. get it. But sometimes that's all right. That's all right, man. So yeah, of course, I, of course. But, but uh, you, your fans love you. They don't care when you put it out. They don't care when you. Put I, it out. I appreciate every single person who even bothers to take the time, man. Really. And you do, and it shows. So we appreciate you. So, all right, we're gonna we're gonna get into some of the topics here. Um. Let's see. Let's what, what we got first here. I'll go to my banners here. If you're listening to audio, uh, me and me and uh, Dan right now are live on Facebook and you know YouTube and stuff. So if you know, sometimes it causes a bit of a uh, confusion. But that that's that's the delays and what we're when I say looking at stuff, we're actually looking at stuff. So um, so uh, let's start with this one. I like the, I like this one. Uh, biggest surprises this year. What, what's jumped out as you know the most? Uh, yeah, surprising well, players, teams, whatever. In terms of teams, I, I mean, the the one I keep thinking about is probably the Miami Dolphins, right? Because they're <laughs> a team that's really exceeded everything that I think was expected of them, and because they still aren't really settled at the quarterback position, it's they're they're sort of defying, they're sort of defying the typical formula. I mean, they've got they've got a guy who can win games in Fitzpatrick, and then they've got a a kid who looks like he's capable. I mean, uh, who knows? But he he looks like he's he's got the talent in in uh, Tungvaluola. If I can say his name, probably I will probably Good mess up. it up. But their defense and their and their special teams and just their all around game, they're they're a tough team. They're a really tough team, and they've. I mean, I saw it firsthand when the Rams played them, and they just whipped oh. us the whole time. So I I really got to say that I I think that's uh I think they're a team that's exceeded expectations. And on the flip side, I think the Ravens are a team that's been a surprise in the opposite direction for me. That they've they've kind of got that. Uh, They've kind of got a bit of that team to figure them out formula going for them right now, where where their their offense and the way they run their their whole scheme just seems to be kind of plateauing for the time being. But um, yeah, there's there's been a couple of surprises here. But I mean, geez, that's why we that's why we, right we watched. Who do you have so far as a surprise? Yeah, 
Well, uh, it, Dolphins, obviously. I mean, I'm a Dolphins fan, but I, I'm shocked by – I'm not shocked by even the record. I actually picked them to have six wins, which they're on pace to be right. ahead. Of well, they've already got seven. But, um, yeah. but like you said, the, the Rams game blew, blew me away. Uh, the 49ers game, they dismantled the 49ers defense, which is, is still a quality defense. Um, I tell you, another team, you know, I live here and I, I hear a lot of it from the fans in Ohio. Uh, the Cleveland Browns are a bit of a surprise. I didn't think yeah. they would be as bad as the last 20 years. Uh, <laughs> right. But they're a solid team and they're entrenched, you know, in the playoff, you know, hunt right now as a wild card. And they've, they've played consistent. They beat the teams they should. I've been a little surprised by, by how well they've played. And then, um, you know, you're not wrong about the Ravens. I, I live with a Ravens fan. So I, week in and week out, I, I, but they just, they didn't, they, they will not address the problem of not having wide receivers. They have the right. worst wide receiving core probably in the NFL. Um, I mean, Des Bryant just signed. The guy hasn't caught a pass in, until last week, like three years or something like that. And he's your yeah, wide And he's catching a bunch of like screen passes and like little button hooks and stuff like that. He's yeah. not, he's not, you know, he's not running routes where require him to get a lot of separation and all that. Uh, and, you know, I, again, I just get back to the fact that I sort of have the same thought with, with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore that I do with Jared Goff and the Rams, where it's like, these are quarterbacks who have flaws in their game. And you'd expect that, you got two coaches that have sort of built offenses for each of those guys that are, are sort of playing to their strengths yeah. and minimizing their weaknesses. The problem is, is that time goes on, teams figure out how to just ram right through that and force you to play into your weaknesses. And and Goff and Jackson, two com like diametrically opposed talents in terms of their skill sets, but the same problem where now teams are starting to figure out, you know, what it is they have to do to force them into weaknesses, and their coaches and haven't seemed to remedied their problems as passers yeah Instead, they're sort of they, they've schemed so much to to play to their strengths that they haven't they, they seem to have not have developed those players either of them into fixing the things that they need to fix to be effective but the ravens receivers that is, that is bad. and, that and is really and awful it's funny you bring those two up because i compare those two quarterbacks a lot and i stand by it that you know because i think that mcveigh's done a really good job with golf in la um I don't think golf's super talented quarterback, but I think he's getting a lot out of him, and I don't I don't right. take away from that. I mean, you learn how to run a system. That's being a quarterback in the NFL. And I keep saying that if Lamar Jackson played, like, say, for McVay, I think right. he's a better player. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's that offense would suit him a little better, you know, with the crossing routes and stuff. And and yeah. you say why Ravens are stuck in, stuck in that, um, you know, that mode, I don't really know what it is. I mean, of course, you know they're not going to tell us, but uh, no, I don't think you're wrong about that. We'd be, we'd be playing, we'd be getting jobs as defensive coordinators if we knew how to figure all that stuff out, right? Exactly. So let's um, we we touched on it, but let's talk about some of the biggest disappointments so far. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I think um, I, I kind of feel like it's a cheap shot to say the Cowboys because you know obviously when you lose your franchise quarterback. It's pretty much your years of write-off yeah. anyway. Um, I think I think there should be an honorable mention mention about them though because they weren't doing great. Yeah, they were. They looked like they could have a, a really good defense. I thought week one when they played the Rams, I thought, geez, that's a defensive front that could be really tough. That front seven and and it seemed to be their strength, and they just nothing has worked for them all year long. It did not hold up at all. And it looks like Zeke Elliott might be sort of taking the year off without Dak. It it That's seems, cool. 
which uh, honestly, I kind of got that feeling a little bit from Todd Gurley the last year uh, Jeff Fisher was there because he if people forget that Todd Gurley had multiple up and downs where his rookie year, he exploded and his second year. He was not as good. And everybody gave this whole what's wrong with Todd Gurley. But we were tanking that year. Then he came back and he was amazing again and he got the contract and then he has a down year and everyone goes, well, what's wrong with him again? It looks like Zeke is going to get the what's wrong with Zeke narrative the whole year. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a guy who's sort of protecting the long term investment. You know, they're not going far with Andy Dalton. So I think you, I, I totally agree with that. I've been saying it. I've been saying that about Zeke for maybe two years. Um, I, 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 I do. I question like how much he cares about you know, about playing. And that's not a knock. I mean, you can, a lot of people, you know, sleepwalk through their jobs as you just, sure. you know, we don't like to think of players doing it, but there's no way that that guy's given, you know, hundred percent of game. And I, you brought up every good point. I think that's why they could be on the disappointed list. I mean, the whole NFC right. East is a bit disappointing if we're being honest. Yeah. Uh, that team, you know, I, you know, the Eagles, the Eagles are a, a disappointment. I mean, you can't be that bad, and you know, right. like I understand injuries and all that, but I mean, come on, that's uh, that's that's pretty inexcusable. Uh, Cowboys are a good one. Um, what about the Chargers? The Chargers are a team that that I thought was going to be pretty good as it was, and then they get a, a rookie quarterback who's playing out of his mind, yes. and they just they just continually find ways to lose. Yes. They they are they are. Uh, my dad used to always say clawing uh, defeat from the jaws of victory <laughs> constantly, which is constantly, they, they constantly seem like a team who should be doing way better than they actually are doing. Yes. Uh, you know what? Let's throw the Falcons in there too. Uh, is that the, that's <laughs> sure. the same, same situation? Sure. The Falcons are, yeah. a, I mean, that's a, that's a veteran team with some pretty decent talent. And when you have a high level quarterback, when you have a Super Bowl quarterback, mm-hmm. it's, you should accidentally win six or seven games and be in. And then you watch what they do when they explode like yesterday, when, when they play at their full potential, it's, it's crazy. And then, and then the way they gave up those games earlier in the year, I mean, I, I think, mm-hmm. I think their fans would agree. I think they're a disappointment this year. I think they could have, they could have it easily fought for that division, at least a playoff spot, but yeah. Yeah. Not. I think maybe even Minnesota, although that remains to be seen looking at the last five games, Minnesota could maybe claw together. I didn't think they would be quite, I, I, I thought I pegged Minnesota as being a, maybe a couple wins ahead of where they are right now. Yeah. Like five and six, they, they could maybe end up six and 10, seven and nine, depending on how this last slate goes. They they seem to they're one of those teams to me. I think Houston goes in this category too Ooh, of these teams where you just you you've been told for so long there's been this expectation that this is the year they're going to be pretty good that but they're trending downwards. Both the yeah. both those teams, I think Minnesota and Houston are pretty similar. Good court supposed to be winning quarterbacks, uh, supposed to have some talent in in a lot of different spots, and and it seems like maybe it's a failure of coaching. I mean. Houston was clearly sure for Houston. I think for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, of course. It's like I don't I don't put the 49ers in this category because it's literally because of injuries. I mean, right. they, they play tough, but they when you when you mount up injuries to key positions like that, like things are gonna and they still play tough. I mean, you know, they just had another win. They're not out of it. But um I, I don't put no. them. But like uh, I think you're right about teams that uh, like Minnesota doesn't they really were they had everybody for the first, you know four or five weeks of the year and they still played really bad. So I think they're definitely in the disappointment category. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's, 
I think as football fans, we can always rattle off the things that disappoint us much more than we can rattle off the things that are giving yeah. us joy. There's yeah. always a lot more to be mad about, I feel like. Yeah, as a Buckeye and a Dolphin fan, I've had a pretty good run this year, so I don't want to... Hey, it's not bad. Not it, bad. It, it's been all right. It's been the first time that um, the Dolphins haven't been in the tank by now, you know, yeah. late in the season. Um, let's see here. Let's go to... Oh, here we go. This is a fun one. I, now, I want to preface this uh, category. Most outstanding player so far. But, it, but what I wanted to say is not name Patrick Mahomes because <laughs> there is no way that anybody on earth thinks that he's not the best player in the NFL, right? Right. Unless right. you're going to tell me Aaron Donald. Are you an Aaron, Aaron Donald's actually the best player in the NFL guy? Well, I mean, this is football's a football's tough to debate that. It's always tough to debate. In terms of... Let's do it, though. Uh, Okay, I will. I'll say. I'll say that Aaron Donald is as talented a defensive lineman, uh, if you can think relatively speaking. He is as talented at the position of defensive line as Patrick Mahomes is at the position of quarterback. Like the yeah. the the level of of unbelievable greatness between the two. Mahomes will go down. Looks like he'll go down in history with with a resume that will astound. Yeah. I mean, also then again, I could be wrong, but. You know, defensive line is not a position that that single-handedly leads a team to victory or makes those plays. It's just the nature of the sport. But if you watch the Niners-Rams game yesterday, you watched a team that was completely getting knocked around by a tougher team, and Aaron Donald single-handedly Change put the them back in the game, forces a touchdown, gets like two more sacks, forces turnovers. We we're all, we're down seventeen to three to up twenty to seventeen in a blink. Yep, and and it's because of him. I, I mean, how many defensive players single-handedly turn a game around just like that? Not a lot. I mean, there's been a few over you know over the decades, but no, I agree. I, I said the same thing yesterday. I said Aaron Donald is, without a doubt, the a, a, he may he is possibly even slightly better at his position than Mahomes is his. If you really look at the like the numbers and stuff. <laughs> Hey, I'm I'm trying to not be biased here, right? So <laughs> it's really close because like Mahomes is great, but there's guys like in like you know creeping up on him. And Donald, like this year, I thought, um, uh, is it Akeem? Is it Hicks or Nicks Hicks, for, the, Hicks for the uh, Bears? He had a few games to where I'm like, okay, he's he's, mm -hmm. but it doesn't. But then once again, like you brought it up, Donald. And then when you really watch, like sometimes just him, him taking on that double team and letting a guy blitz and getting the hit, like it, there's so many things. But um, yeah, they're they're great. His, but, uh, so his best play, actually, I just got to say, yesterday there he had one play. Uh, aside from all the the you know amazing game changing <laughs> plays he made, he had one snap, and I wish I knew. If I wish I could remember where and when I saw it, and maybe somebody who's got that all twenty two who studies the tape. He got off the snap so fast. They snapped the ball. It happened to be a handoff away from him, so he he ended up not making the play because he just couldn't get across. But he got off the snap so quick that I swear by the time uh, Nick Mullins had turned, he was about a foot behind him, and Nick Mullins just happened to reach out and hand it off, and the guy ran away to the other side. And I thought, I, I watched that play, and I thought, oh, it's a free play, right? Because yeah. he, he jumped it so well that I was like, it had to be offside. It's, it's five yards, no flag. They go back, no, he just happened. He got off the ball so perfectly. And I thought sometimes he he not only makes unbelievable plays, but his plays that he ends up not making half the time are also like, oh boy, that could yeah. have been that could and have been they, another another one, yeah. And they cause chaos too. Uh, yes. Which, so yeah. yeah, like a couple guys that I've watched, um, I loved uh, DK Metcalf. Um, mm. I yes. kind of I 
predicted that in the preseason, but he's played great. I mean, of course, you know, Russell Wilson's played great. I mean, the usuals have. Um, it's uh, But uh, I think that uh, – oh, a, a guy that I didn't – has really stepped up his game this year in his second year, um, Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray's played he's, – he's trending down right now, but, I, but this guy is – like every play is on him on that and on that offense. He's either faking the run, he's either running, you know, he's running the RPO, he's he's throwing off his back foot. Like he never gets a play off of that offense and he just keeps going and going. I think it's wearing on him a little bit. Right. Um the yeah. energy level, but um he's he's had a pretty impressive season so far, but I, I he, really think it's starting to wear on him. Yeah, he really seems like it, it's sort of the same with the Russell Wilson thing where where he's so much of the offense. Yeah. That you think it, it's successful because they're just that talented, those two guys. But you also think that share of the offense is so, you're right, such a workload. And and uh, I think on the Seattle game Thursday night a few weeks ago, he took a few shots where he just, he's not a big guy. And to get yeah. slammed on his arms and his shoulders a little bit, uh, I was watching a bit of his game this week and I thought he doesn't look like he's throwing the ball quite the way his he shoulder. was before. His shoulders bothering him for sure. Yeah, he looks like he's a little. There's a little wear and tear, but I mean, the long term prospects for him in Arizona are very oh, yeah. good. Hopkins is pretty. Hopkins is a good mention for this category too. Yeah. That he's gone from top three to. I mean, you could make a pretty sound argument. You'll get in a lot of fight with other sports fans, but you can make a sound argument that uh, DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in the league. It, it, I mean, you, you could, yeah. I mean, it's 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 all how you. You know, I don't. You know, then then you you got the guys like you know out in Washington. Um, Terry McLaurin uh, is playing. Nice. He's actually he's actually having the best year of a wide receiver. How about Antonio uh, Gibson there too? Well, Talking yeah. stash players in Washington. Antonio Gibson is a rookie who has what ten touchdowns now. I'm 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 actually pretty proud of Washington. They've kind of figured it out, and you know the story of Alex Smith. You know is, yeah. is awesome, and if he can, you know, if he can maintain this, I mean, they could win that division. I I think they probably will win yeah. that division i mean it's not saying much but it it, it is true it's true but hey you know, I, I, yeah you can't win the super bowl if you don't win your division i mean yeah they're gonna be a seven and nine they're gonna be a seven and nine team hosting a playoff game in january in the <laughs> east in a, in a in a cold city against somebody like the Rams. Don't be. yeah like the rams could come across to the east coast and have to play that and ugh, yeah. Yeah, i don't like that i don't like that matchup no that's that's what those is well actually you know what let's since we're talking about it Let's get into division winners. Okay. So I got um I got them up here. So you know, you I don't want you to think you have to memorize everything. So let's no, no, start okay. with let's see. Let's start with this is on my other screen. Be patient with me, everyone. No worries, no worries. I th yeah, let's start with the uh, AFC because Oh, I want to save the Rams Rams talk for last. We're, we're definitely going to get there. We're always alphabetically last in those divisions. I know how it is. <laughs> so AFC East, uh, it it's it's closer than people think. The Bills seem like one of the best teams in football, and they are, and the Dolphins are one game behind them. Um, it's it's pretty impressive. And you look at the net points and yeah, I was gonna I was gonna point that out. That seems to be one of those telling things for the Bills that yeah, they're eight and three, but. 17 the net points of plus 17 at eight and three the record is the record is much wider than the points for and the points yeah. against the teams that means they're playing how about the dolphins 79 plus 79 um yeah so yeah. who do you uh who do you think wins the division oh 
I think I, I just think I got to go with the team with the quarterback, right? And and the Dolphins. That's usually I like the Dolphins. Yeah, I I like the Dolphins. I just think they're they're probably I can see them plateauing, and and I mean their plateau this year may still be, you know, ten wins. You know yeah, what I mean? That that would be three and two on the way out, which is which is below the average of what they're probably already doing here. But I think the Bills, as long as you got a a guy playing like Josh Allen has. Josh Allen had a statistic I saw uh, during the game yesterday. He said he's like. In his career so far, he's got like 55 red zone touchdowns between running and passing. He's got no picks, which is just an, a wild statistic, that he's kind playing, of efficiency. He's playing great. I mean, in the first you know five weeks, I would have said he was the MVP. He cooled down a little bit, but he's he's really a quality quarterback. I enjoy watching him play. And um, yeah. I agree. I, I think the Bills definitely win this because you know they gotta they get to play the Dolphins again. The Patriots can't they the Patriots are Climbing back into if there's no way that they're not going to win the division at this point. Right. I don't think right. the Jets are going to make it. The Bills to me, the Bills all come down to me just to their running game. If they if they can figure out some way to get somebody running the ball who isn't Josh Allen running for his life, <laughs> you know, uh, I think I think they, they they'll turn their offense around. I think they'll control the game better. They'll help their defense that they they could hit their stride at the right time. They might make a run. Now I'm curious, up in your neck of the woods, are the Bills a popular team up there? Oh yes, I, yeah, I, yeah, figured. Yeah, because I also live in I've I've born and raised and live in southern Ontario, which is I mean Buffalo is is like two hours from me. Well, they right were kind of like at one point, wasn't there talk about moving there? Right. Yeah, Maybe. there was this whole it's fiasco weird. about that. Yeah, it was. But I mean, I I figured that they were uh, geographically pretty popular team. Yep. So let's go AFC South. Oh, uh, this yeah we just said well we. After yesterday, it's it's easier. It's it's hard to go against the Titans, but you got the Titans one game ahead of the Colts. The Texans yeah. are out of it. Jaguars are obviously out of it. So it's Titans or Colts. And um, you know, a- after the way they got steamrolled yesterday, um, the Colts by the Titans as impressive, but still just one game. What do you think? I, I again, I gotta go. I gotta go with the team that I think's got the better quarterback right now. And and surprise. Not in terms of career, but I think the better quarterback is Ryan Tannehill because yeah. I, I, the way their offense is built, the way they they use their power running game to set him up, they they make Tannehill very comfortable. But he also, in sort of like a Josh Allen style, he he will he will break down a play and make something with his feet. And he he's also he's just a quarterback that his team absolutely loves him. It seems like it. And, and yeah, one, and we talked about this, you know, a couple months ago, I, I, I loved him with the dolphins. I was a fan of him. I like what he's doing. And this is the quarterback. I thought he was the out right. comparisons. Perfect. I mean, they're both athletic, get the big arm. They making really good decisions. Tannehill over the last year of play is, uh, basically one of the best quarterbacks in the league, even up right. there with Mahomes. Like some of the stats are actually yeah. next gen stats are better. We all know on the field, you know, but uh right. Tannehill's had an amazing 12 months since uh you know that team turned over to him. I, I think they're legit, but here's what they do. Here's what Titans have done all year. You think this because you see him yesterday, yep. and then they'll come out and give up, you know, 35 the next week and a loss. Yeah. And then you're like Okay, now I can't figure it out. And Something then, as a Rams fan, I'm very familiar with is they look great some days, and then other days they show up, and you think, "Who yeah, are these guys?" How yeah. Is the, oh yeah, the Rams two weeks ago, oh best team in football. Three weeks ago, the worst team. In football. Right, like, right. What is going on? That's, but yeah. I, I think the Titans pulled out. But I, the Colts are a solid team. Their defense is really good. But mm. uh, I don't. It's hard for me to believe in Rivers. I never did, even when he was at any's prime. And now that he's a step back, I just yeah. For and their, their, their playmakers. 
they're playmakers on offense too between those two teams. I mean, I mean, Titans you get uh, Joey yeah. Smith and AJ Brown and and Corey Davis, and uh, they've got some depth. Even their even their backup tight end uh, Fersker and all those guys. They got a, a nice depth in their the Colts. On the other hand, I think Ty Hilton's having you know, one of his, easily his worst years of pro. Yeah, I mean, they've had a few guys step up, but overall, I think I think between the two of them, the Colts maybe have the better defense because the Titans are suspect oh, yeah. on that category. But I, I don't know that Titans offense is is just in control a game. And here's the thing about Henry. I was watching him play yesterday because, uh, you know, the whole we, – we constantly talk – well, not we. Everybody constantly talks about his size and everything, which is true. He's a monster. And I'm like – but when I watch him play, I'm like, man, he's not hitting people. Like, he's not just – he's not Jerome Bettis just barreling through the line. Yeah. So, I, I looked into it. He His uh, yards before contact are as good as anybody in the league. Right. Like, this guy's – it's the blocking that's getting this guy the yards. Like, well, if you I- – I've got to give a huge. He's wide open. Yeah, I got to give a huge shout out to to my best friend and and who's also my co-host of my other podcast. Um, and what's that? Yeah, please do. Oh, I absolutely got to give a shout out to my buddy Matt. Uh, he's a huge Titans fan, and he said something years ago about Derrick Henry when Derrick Henry was slow to start his career that he's dead on around dead on dead on about. And I'm going to steal his point here, which is that in the early part of his career, his feet when he got to the line after the handoff were terribly slow. He was really, he, he stutter stepped his, he had slow feet getting through the hole. He never seemed to emerge at the other side. And that's, that's what his opinion is about why he suddenly become the best running back in football is that his feet have become so quick that when he gets into the crowd for a guy that size to be nimble and to be able to just hop step to an opening and then go has completely revolutionized his game because you're right. He's not barreling through contact. He's now sidestepping it and arm tackling him is so much harder Yes, than anybody else. He's he's gonna you know hit you with his thigh and knock you over. So yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. I totally agree with uh, Matt there. When you watch it this year, his feet are quick. But I watched some of those runs yesterday. I, th- I don't know what he wound up with yesterday. I mean, he well over probably, probably yeah. hundred yards. But um, when he is taking off through these holes, and, and I give a lot of credit, uh, um, Brown and Corey Davis. Those guys. Those guys are big physical receivers they're not only good receivers they're they're really blocking for him and um you know when he and then when he's got a head of steam you know and he's three yards you know before contact like then yeah. it's out of control and with his reach and everything but he really isn't getting banged around as much as i think people think he is uh, and they, i think that the really surprising yeah. thing about him is is also the fact that their offensive line is is not has been really banged up I mean, they lost Jack Conklin last year, which was a right tackle. Taylor Lewan, their left tackle, has been hurt. No. Uh, I think. I think. Right. I think they've got a little bit of injuries in their interior. Like they keep doing mis- different pieces, and he just keeps barreling through. Yeah, everything that's there, he finds whatever opening he's got, and he just hits it. I mean, I, I I've been weary of the superstar running back with a big contract. Obviously, hey, oh my god! I, you, you know, know what? I need to have you back on the show. Every they they joke about my next show is going to be Jeff hates running backs, <laughs> and and I, I cannot, I will not go down the road tonight. But right, I'll, I'll have you back on to talk about okay. Uh, um, overpaid running backs and their success in the NFL because it's not great. But I'll just say Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is is kind of defying my my opinion on the high paid running back as well. I was I was totally wrong. Uh Tannehill helps and like I say, Corey Davis takes the top off. They really have a perfect formula. And you and you brought up the weather. Um Mm -hmm. that's a team 
that, you know, on a day like, you know, I don't, I don't know what's like up there, but in Ohio right now, it is ugly outside. Right. And that's the kind of team that, uh, that I want. So, uh, yeah. so here's the, here's one of the better divisions in, uh, the NFL, the AFC North, um, you got the undefeated Steelers. The Browns are eight and three, but, you know, they're three games back because the undefeated Steelers, the, the Steelers may or may not play the Ravens this week. We honestly don't know. Uh, now it's Wednesday, right. maybe, and they're going to play a Ravens without 20 starters, I believe. It's, you know, I think you can almost chalk up the Steelers win, but, you know, it's the NFL. Ravens yeah. drop back to six and four. Um, you know, I think if they lose this next one, which I imagine they will to the Steelers, I don't see how they can climb out of this hole. I mean, yeah. when, just in your own division, you're going to have a team three games ahead of you. Um, but so uh, I assume you think the Steelers are going to win this division. Yeah, this is we'll this one feels pretty easy. But uh, I mean, uh, talking about the net points, which uh, is a stat that I actually I'm glad I'm glad you're on to that, too, because it's oh, a yeah. stat that I I like to sort of predominantly take a look at because across this division is interesting. The Steelers are 124 points more, which is they're not just winning. They're winning easily and they're winning with margins the browns on the other hand who are eight and three are in negative 21 which is insane that they i mean five games up five more wins than losses and you're 21 points fewer scored is is something that i know when you scroll down to the oak to sorry to las vegas uh in the next division we're probably going to see the same thing but Talk about teams that that look like they're likely to to even back out. The Ravens are plus seventy three and they're six and four. So, to me, they've lost tough games. They have. They've played good teams and they've they've lost to them. They've lost. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. And the Browns have done what they need to do. They've beat they've beat their schedule. The Ravens are playing a division winner schedule, which is totally different than what the Browns, Steelers, and Bengals are playing. That's how right. football works. You know, yeah. every year, if you win the division, the next year you play. A, harder schedule so the browns are beating the teams you know yesterday was another clunker um but it doesn't matter you put those together you go you know you go to the wild card game and then anything can happen after that yeah um yeah yeah you're right so the steelers look really good uh they do not have a loss on their schedule if you look at the remaining schedule yeah. the ravens, this ravens team this covid raisin and i'm not saying as a joke i mean this right this ravens team that's you know not going to have 20 starters because of covid is their toughest opponent left on their schedule ever. and who would have thought i mean i mean you know the 07 patriots were going undefeated it was was like well this is a team you know look at the numbers the steelers are 10 and 0 look like they could win out the whole season and yet nobody is looking at them like that's a scary scary team i mean because nobody's yeah, nobody's talking about about James Conner or like, well, James Conner is one of the, or you know Chase Claypool or you know everybody's talking about you know Herbert's the offensive rookie in of the year. I'm like, how many touchdowns does Chase Claypool have to score? Yeah, before and their defense is is classic Steelers, which yeah, you know I I have to love really. It's good for football when the Steelers are are whipping people on defense. It it really is. Yeah, you're right. It is. It is. Um. So uh, yeah, I I the Steelers are gonna they're gonna walk walk away with that division. Um. And it's a big deal too because they only get one by each conference only gets one by as right. of now. If this game's canceled. And then they go to the eight-team playoffs. I, I don't know the schedule then, but that we're worried about that. Probably we'll we'll know Wednesday. I think this game right. is supposed to start Wednesday at like three thirty because of the tree lighting ceremony. True story. And wow. uh, yeah, they had to schedule it. NBC wouldn't let them put it on in the afternoon or at night. Oh uh, no! It, it was a thing. So they're playing at like three thirty Wednesday. Oh uh, no! Wow. 
And then if that gets canceled, then a lot of things come into play. Uh, and yeah. by the way, the Bengals, um, you know what? Joe Burrow was playing really good until we got Yeah, I mean, really well. That's, that, you summed up the Bengals easily. Joe Burrow, but next year we'll see it, what else they can do. Yeah, right? they're, they got a lot of missing parts right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, AFC West, uh, we got the Chiefs, you know, ten and one, and they're playing great. Uh, you know, they're they're only plus one ten. They're actually less than the Steelers, even though they've scored three hundred and forty eight points, which is crazy. Right. Yeah, uh, the Raiders drop another one. They're down to six and five. Uh, obviously, the Chiefs are going to win this division. There's no reason for me to force you to. Yeah, I'd say it's the Chiefs and and three disappointments probably. The Broncos, bit of a letdown yeah. too. Charge. It's it's really. I think the Broncos and Chargers. I expected to be a little bit better than this, but yeah. If you're in the division with the Chiefs, you're gonna have two really terrible games a year at least. Well, look at that though. See, you know, you brought it up. Close games. The Chargers are only negative twenty three in the yes know, net points, but yet have eight losses. Right. The Browns have eight wins. Have eight wins. Yeah, and they're almost exactly the same, which is 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 amazing. And and winning those close ones and and not. Um, it, it's one of those things that I think about uh, a guy like Anthony Lynn coaching the Chargers, and you're like, is is that an argument to be made that he gets another shot next year? Quarterback's ready to go. You know, get another reload on defense, come back, or is this the opposite where you go, man, you're this close to winning all these games and you keep finding ways to lose? So he makes a lot of coaching mistakes. Yeah, uh, he does. I, don't, I every time I watch him, like the late in the game, like yesterday, he did it again. He makes a lot of simple, and I like the guy. But sometimes mm. I'm also where I am with running backs. I also try not to get caught up in the trap of like really liking the awesome coach that that sounds good after the game and and does everything yeah. right because that doesn't that doesn't always work either. So I'm I'm a little weary on him and i hate to say it because i just really like the guy and i want him to yeah. be a good coach so uh, i hope he i hope he gets another year and just bring all this back together i mean outside of the chiefs we'll say the wild card is gettable with the afc west i don't sure. know if he's passing the chiefs for a couple years um so the raiders uh, look like they can make a shot at a wild card but i after that game yesterday they're I mean, another team every it's every other week with them i mean they got completely exposed you know yesterday and yet they they beat the chiefs then they play the Chiefs yeah. tight um I, I just i can't figure them out and they're such a simple team like yeah you know they just every game is just like gutting it out and i, I don't know they're um i don't i don't see them making much noise in the playoffs but that's just me um, no, I, I, they look like a quick a quick out probably yeah, once i, I like, get there i like how david carr is playing this year, but then they have those stinker games to where you're just like, no, nah, I can't defend this, you know? Well, it's so, another team that has no wide receivers at all. Oh yeah. Yeah. That rookie's pretty good. Um, he's, uh, he's, he looks like he needs another year to get yeah, on. He, I, he looks exactly what you, I mean, he's a, I was watching the game yesterday and I thought to myself, they ran a deep route with him and I thought, he, he drafted Henry, John Gruden drafted Henry Ruggs because he got tired of watching Tyreek Hill twice a year torches defense I like that. and he I, went i think john gruden if you ever remember john gruden as a monday night football commentator you always talk about the guys he likes he's always like ah, i like this yeah. guy i think he was watching tyreek hill blow past everybody on the sidelines a couple of years with the chiefs and got thought i want that guy on my team and he saw the yeah. closest thing to him so i mean the problem is is that that tyreek hill looks great but he's he also looks even better when you've got three or four other guys who are a little bit of a threat and the raiders the next guy out they're running is Nelson Aguilar, and you're like, mm. big difference. And then, and then, um, yeah, right now the two top receivers in the league are Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, and yeah. and yesterday, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Mahomes set the uh, I don't I don't know if he set a record. He set his record. He threw you know of, air, of actual uh, air yards by throwing the ball. One of the touchdowns of Tyree Kill, he the air yards were sixty one. He threw the wow. ball sixty one yards in the air. Wow. That's the difference in when yeah. you when you can use Tyree Kill. Like there's just not yeah. a lot of human beings that can do that. Uh, so that's yeah. when you talk about yeah, you know what? I, if Ruggs goes to the Chiefs, he's gonna he's gonna catch sixty yards right. touchdowns because Patrick right. can throw him off his back foot. Yeah, uh, if he was playing with Brett Favre, who could throw it seventy yards down the field, you, you think that that really takes the top off a of defense completely. It's a big difference. It's a big difference. So we'll move on to the NFC. Uh, we're gonna start with the NFC North here. Uh, now the Packers are eight and three. Uh, at times this year, they've looked like the best team in football. Other times, that look like they give up. I, I don't know what to make of them. Yeah. The Vikings are back up to five and six. The Bears, I think, have lost five in a row. Maybe, yeah, I think they've lost five in a row now. They look completely out of it. Look like they no no faith in Trubisky. Foles is hurt. You know, we know the Lions are a mess. That I don't. It looks like the Lions don't even really care much about football. I don't know if you watch, <laughs> got to watch one. Um, our Thanksgiving. I don't know if you right. got to refer to it as Thanksgiving or not, but um, because uh, your Thanksgiving is what maybe a month before. Yeah, our... we were we were a month ago, but I still love American Thanksgiving because there's football on all football. day. I, yeah. I assume that, yeah. So, but anyway, uh, I got the Packers in this division. But w- what do you what do you make of the Packers? Um, uh, the Packers are yeah. I think I think I I agree with the with that assessment of them that they are they are in that category of you know really know what you're going to get each week. To me, for them it comes down to whether or not their defense really clicks because they, they have some good pieces defensively. Uh, Zadarius Smith, uh, their corner who I'm blanking on the name of right now is one of the best in the league. Um, they, they have guys who, who really do a great job. And I just think if their defense clicks, uh, that really could set Aaron Rodgers on a bit of a run. Cause I think the NFC is still pretty open in general. I mean, the, the best team record wise is the saints and their They're- quarterback position is a big question mark. Oh, thank you. I, I you yeah. know, it's it, are huge. We'll get to the Saints here in a second, but yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, as in terms of the whole division, it's kind of like the Chiefs' division for me. It's the Packers, and then there's three disappointments below them. There's yeah, there's the Vikings, who I think are past due. I mean, Zimmer being a defensive guy, and yet every year their defense seems to get a little bit worse. Yeah, it's yeah. is to me. You know, if if the Vikings really tank at the end of the season, I think he could be gone. And they might rebuild and maybe cut cousins too. Uh, the Bears, same thing. No quarterback. You, you just got no hope if you got no quarterback. So, and the Lions, the Lions. You're right. Really, just <laughs> look like a disinterested football team at the time. Totally. Uh, yeah, and the Vikings too. I mean, they pulled out a, a miracle yesterday, or they're or, or they're four and seven. So, but you know that that counts. Wins count. But um, they've. I think you're right. I think Zimmer's not comfortable. Um, if I had to yeah. guess, so, yeah, I think the Packers look pretty good. And they're and they're a team. I've got a list of teams, basically, just kind of in my head that I think can win any game, and the Packers are on it. I'm not yeah. saying they'll win every game they play, but they have the ability to beat even the Chiefs or whoever, mainly because of quarterback. And like you say, the defense when it steps up looks really good. Uh, yeah. Devontae Adams is great, so uh, they're definitely a Super Bowl contender (laughs) let's talk a little bit about (laughs) about the the nfc east let's the 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 um 
the most competitive division in football is what I'm going to call it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right now we have the uh, Giants at four and seven leading the division. Uh, the Washington football team is tied with them at four and seven. The Eagles are three, six, and one. So that tie, that half game is keeping them. Um, if they're they're actually playing Monday Night Football as we do this game, right. if they would win, they would go back to first. If they lose, they they I don't know where I guess last third whatever. Cowboys yeah. are back at three and eight. Feels like Cowboys finally took that big step back. <laughs> yes, um, the the other day on Thanksgiving, um, I think that's who they are now, and um, I, I see no reason for them to even make an effort at the playoffs. I don't know. So what? <laughs> What do you make of this division? This is this is painful to to <laughs> talk about this division. I mean, the Cowboys, you know, the Dallas, again, the Dak Prescott thing is is oh, pretty bad. much the yeah. open and shut. But but three hundred and fifty nine points allowed is absolutely <laughs> abysmal too. And I'm not sure the stories about McCarthy as the coach and you know the players aren't really responding to him and you know stuff that I, I'm reading stories that he you know, said whatever he had to do just to get the job and all this stuff. They could be, they could be in a bit of a rut and, you know, the DAC contract and just everything that's going on with them. Like it's, you're going to have to play with the Cowboys wait till see next season. If, if, if this is a really, truly a nightmare or if it's, or if it's just an anomaly, I mean, the rest of them, again, nothing but quarterback question marks and, right. and thin offensive cores. And, but I'll say one thing, couple of good defenses like yeah, washington's no. defense is pretty good washington football team i think if you, honestly if you would start the season today i think they're an eight and eight team i, I don't think yeah. they're quite as bad as they've been we, we we're talking about net points all night they're they're negative too that's it that's, yeah that's that's pretty good for a seven loss team like that they're fighting they're in every game and those are low point totals too that's not 243 is not horrible when you compare yeah. dallas at 359 yeah. you know uh the giant i don't mean I don't mean to to pick on Ohio here in Cleveland, but to oh, keep no. drawing back to it, Washington's a negative two in terms of their net points, and Cleveland's yeah. a negative twenty one. They're twenty points better, and they're four wins shorter. That's a real so, concern. So it's a compliment and a worry. Uh, if I'm Cleveland, I'm a bit concerned, but um, they got <laughs> Sorry, Nick Cleveland. Chubb, they, Cleveland got Nick Chubb back, so that that that'll be yeah. a that's a huge get for them. Um, yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, that this division, Daniel Jones is out I, with a hamstring injury. So so right now. <laughs> Is it crazy to say it's Washington's to lose now? I think no, I don't. I think that's yeah. I, I think the football team I should football say, team. Some of my good some of my good uh, friends on the uh off the ball network are Washington football team fans. I don't want to jinx it for them, but I, I got a good yeah. feeling about this the yeah. squad. I think they can get to I mean what do we okay, let what do we think is gonna win this? Uh let's say they got six games left. Do we think I mean if they, if we, I mean, two seems like a decent amount to win. Um, uh, yeah, I think, I think you're, seven, I would probably, seven, if I have to make a prediction, I'm going to say a seven and nine ooh, Washington. Seven, we'll go. Oh, we got them going on a streak. I'd be, that would be three out seven of seven and nine. I three, three and two to close it out if they get good quarterback play from That's Alex weird. Smith. If, you know, because Alex Smith to me, he's a guy who's still, who's still kind of settling back into playing the sport oh, a little bit. And I think if he, if he plays okay, you know, that defense in that running game, we got a rookie again yeah. with 10 touchdowns. That's yeah, and I could, you, I could you see it. Great point. I mean, it could, you could wind up Arizona, you know, has to make a trip to yes. Washington. You know, they have one of these nasty days. I mean, I, I think that's a great point to bring up. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. All right. NFC South. Uh, right now, uh, we have the Saints at nine and two leading the division with Taysom Hill at quarterback or, uh, 
Jameis Winston, we don't know, breezes out. Uh, the Buccaneers, who just took a, a, a loss from the Chiefs, are back at seven and five. Then you got the Falcons and Panthers, both with four wins that are out of it, uh, which is a shame because they're both good teams. Uh, those are probably the those are two teams that could have made a wild card run this year and just can't can't quite get it together. Uh, right. Panthers have had some injuries. You know, CMC hasn't played all year. The Falcons are just just blow it. They just wasted the season. When they play good, like we saw, I mean, they played the rate. I mean, you saw what they did to the Raiders. Right. They're a quality team when they put it together, but they didn't. They didn't. They're four yeah. and seven. So um, I, the Saints won because they played Denver yesterday. The, yeah. the, the, the poor kid never had a chance. Of, uh, a uh, yeah. practice squad wide receiver had to start quarterback. No chance. You know, he, he, he survived is the, is the best thing we can say, but the saints got given that game. Right. And, um, in, but, but you'll take them. I really, I don't have a whole lot of faith in Taysom Hill. Um, you know, that was what they say. That was one of the worst, the total quarterback, the total passing <laughs> yard yesterday was less than a hundred or something stupid like yeah. that. I mean, yeah. I mean, what do you, what do you make of this division? I think the saints are going to win it because of the lead, but yes. I don't think, I don't think they're the best team in it with Taysom Hill quarterback. Well, yeah, a couple of things. I mean, the Saints, you're right. Yesterday, the Saints were like that team. They're like that team in your fantasy football league where, you know, one guy's playing against a guy who's got a bunch of people injured and didn't change his lineup. You know what I mean? So the Saints are playing a guy, a team that doesn't have a quarterback dressed and they just pull out a dove, easy W. Uh, you know, their their defense, though, is is championship. That's what it felt like a little bit was like the, the Denver just came out and said, we'll run the ball every down and all that. But the Saints, their defense is so good. But I, I agree with you. I, I I still struggle to ever put any faith in a team that can't pass the ball well because, yeah. you know, a run a run centric offense when when it gets stuffed and you are forced to play pocket passing football, that's that's the difference. And, I, I, you know, I if they defy all expectations with a running quarterback like Taysom Hill, who's pretty like very on the spectrum of running and passing quarterbacks, he's way to the end of running. Oh like, yeah. He, he does not throw very well at all, but you know, again, if breeze comes back, it's a different story. Tampa Bay is a team here in this division that I mean, confuses me. They got a good, they got a good point spread on their season. They got all the talent in the world. It's just not amounting to wins. Yeah, the last cup, the last few weeks have really looked bad for him. I uh, I had him, I had him way up there, say like week four or five. I thought they was really starting to roll and taking over, and I was, I was, you know, eating my words. I'm like, wow, this is going to work. Brady looks better than ever. Um, as the year goes on, I, I mean, I don't. There's, you know, I'm an older guy. I think age is catching up with him a little bit. Like sure. there's, there's, he never had a super strong arm like we're talking about. You know, these guys that throw into the wind mm -hmm. and. Yeah. I forget what uh, I, re I read another stat after last night's game and his um, his passer rating on deep throws like over 30 yards mm -hmm. is horrific this year. Um, yeah. he, he's just not making the throw. And, you know, you brought it up with the Titans. That brings everything close to the line of scrimmage. And then yeah. now you've got, you know, hence, you know, throwing interceptions off people's helmets because of everything's getting tight. Mm -hmm. Um, they're they're they are a good team. And I think they probably are better than the Saints with Taysom Hill. But I also don't don't know if I think that they're I don't know if them and the Packers play again right now, you know, if they do the same thing to the Packers. But uh, you know, I, I don't want to count Tom Brady out. I yeah. like the Buccaneers defense, but then I watch them get torched at what 
this two times in three weeks just get torched. They're so, one of those teams in a category for me of of if they if they hit their stride at the right time, it's it's the kind of stride that will go all the way to the Super Bowl. You know, what I mean, they're there's yeah. they're in that kind. Of, there's teams that I think that are good on paper right now or good records and. But they're very suspect, and I think they're going to have a hard time once they get into a playoff football kind of game. The Buccaneers have have two good running backs. They've got uh, more playmakers than you can imagine. They have the greatest quarterback of all time. They have a good defense. They got all these things that you think, man, all they have to do is click. And when they click, everybody's in trouble. You know, on this side of the league, especially at least, they they could easily hop right into the NFC spot in the Super Bowl. And especially if it works out to where, like, you know, I don't want to get too into scenarios but just say it works out to where they go to like a dome team and then yes. maybe feel and get a home game if they can avoid green bay if they can avoid you know like we talked about a an nfc east team in the the slosh you know if they can keep things kind of managed and, and weather wise works yeah. out or a dome or whatever then i'm like okay well know? if they end up playing the saints in like the second round of the playoffs in new orleans in an empty stadium they're, you know, the, the factor is sort of when we were talking about the NBA playoffs way back when I was last on the show, the same thing. I mean, I was thinking about the Packers and I thought, geez, you know, if they sneak up and take first seed, going through Lambeau to the Super Bowl is one thing. But then I think you're going through uh, an empty, hollow stadium where there's no fans. You know, Tampa Tampa Bay going into the Dome to play park football with the Saints with in an empty, quiet stadium this year is a is a is anybody's game. Really, there's no yeah. intimidation factor. There's no. You know, rowdy fans. It 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 really could swing their way. Absolutely, I th I, I think that's why I see if it lines up right with them, I'm with you. If if the, yeah. I think the only thing you can stop them is a really like just like last year when the Titans went into New England, a, a crappy weather game outdoor. Yep. Um, man, if they can, if if it works out for them, you know, in that direction, I think they're going to be really dangerous. Yeah. And I just don't think the Saints. You know, I, I they're the they got the number one seed in the NFC right now, but I don't I don't have much yeah. faith in because of that. So, okay, here we go. Let's get into the favorite division in football <laughs> here. Let's talk. Let's do a little NFC West talk. Something you may know just a, a little bit just about. Just a bit, yeah, yeah. So we got uh, we got Seahawks leading it. They're playing right now, so this could change. Um, the Rams fell back to you know seven and four. Uh, the Cardinals uh, lost again. They're, they're kind of coming back, you know, to reality a little bit. Six and five, you know, as good as they look, uh, six and five is just one game above. You know, that's not it's not great. Uh, 49ers are at five and six. They're fighting through the season. We talked yep. about their injuries. This even with the injuries, the rookies, uh, every this division is still one of the best in football. Still one of the most competitive in football. So um, tell me, tell me why the Rams are the best team in this division. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through the other teams first because okay, uh, you see. know once you get me on my Rams, I'll never stop. But yep. I mean, the fact is, again, to one more time on net points, this division is all positive, which is yeah. amazing. Every that team. there is that that the worst team is five and six and is still in positive points. The Niners, first of all, are a team that injuries, yes, but they're going to get guys back, and the longer they hang around, right, as the season goes on, and like you said about the eight playoff teams, if that happens, them slipping in and suddenly getting Garoppolo back. Uh, I, I can't remember if Kittle actually is possible to be like an end of season return. I don't know either. And they I, got it now. They got this thing where the Niners got to go to Arizona for next two games. We don't know. Yes. How, so that's a yeah. Uh, Debo Samuel is Samuel is a guy on their offense that is is changing the way they run their offense. I mean, he had one like, of my favorite players in the NFL. Yeah, he's he absolutely torched us yesterday. They're a team that could sneak in. The Cardinals, on the other hand, are a team that I think could slip out. Uh, 
or pick it back up. I, I mean, they're they're another team that, you know, 46 more points scored than given up. Their defense is playing better than it seems. They've got a good offense. It's whether or not teams have sort of figured out a way to get Murray. One thing I noticed yesterday watching him was that he's he's a brilliant escape artist, but he sometimes goes to the escape too quickly. He drops back. And he used to do this thing in college where he would drop back and then he takes two or three extra steps. Like he he does a traditional shotgun drop and then he immediately does this thing where he takes a few more steps back and then it's either fling one over the middle or bail out outside. He's he he too quickly steps further back from the pocket, I think. And I think that's yeah. just an experience thing. He'll get better at that. He too quickly resorts to the escape when I think like he's got a real good arm. If he stays in there and he 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 goes through his reads, he's gonna be a really absolutely nightmare player to play against for years because if the escape becomes his his last option i mean his offense is going to be tough tough did, to stop did you catch a couple times yesterday when the the uh, patriots did the uh, everybody stand up and put their hands in the air thing to try and block his field of vision instead of yeah. rushing the passer i mean yeah. that was a real thing and it worked um you know that's yeah. a that is a thing you talked about it uh when a player runs a system you know, the defense eventually figures out how they're running a system right. and they start clogging those lanes. And of course you're going to do that with a, a quote unquote small quarterback, even though, you know, he's bigger than me, but, uh, <laughs> you know, Russell Wilson, you know, they try any of the sh quote unquote shorter quarterbacks, yeah. you're always going to try and clog the lane, you know, stand up straight, get your hands in the air. And that's been fairly effective, but then that's a game yesterday to where, you, you know, you can't, you can't lose that game to the Patriots. I mean, it was theirs for the taking yeah. a few times, um, and then see, this is a weird team. Okay. So yesterday they could have easily won that game and they would be in a tie for first place right now. Uh, Seahawks are up 14 points right now. So it looks like they may take wow. a game lead. Um, or you take that Hail Mary away and then right. they're tied with the 49ers. Like that is yeah. how close this division is. A, a Hail Mary separates them from last place. It's, it's, it's really. It's really remarkable. And this is how I kind of thought it would play out, but wow. And then yeah. I tell you what's, what's really affected this division, the Miami Dolphins. The Miami <laughs> Dolphins gave three of the teams a loss. That's they though they I mean they penciled that in when the season yeah. started. You didn't have to worry about the Dolphins. And then to give them three, that's a loss of peace. That's huge. Uh yeah. You know, there's some little things like that, but um, you know, if you uh, think think about the I, division I, leaders, that was the only team the Dolphins didn't beat, and that's the team's gonna have one more win. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I, I guess I got to touch on the Seahawks, but as a Rams fan, it's always hard. But they're, I mean, they're another team again that, you know, if their defense clicks in the last third of this season, then yeah, then that's huge if. Yeah, but I mean, they have some talent. Dunlap looks like a nice addition to their team, too. And you think if yeah. they figure it out and they, you know, they go into the playoffs with with a, with a home game and all that stuff in the first round, you think they've got the quarterback, they've got the coach, they've got talent if chris carson comes back and stays healthy for once you think this is this is another team that that falls into that category of there's a lot that could go right for them and i guess i settle lastly at the end of all this on my team oh okay here which we go is the rams there we go there it is there it is uh, yeah, one of those Jekyll and Hyde teams. I, I really like the Rams, so I, I don't mind talking Rams. It's not like I got to force it. I okay, really, I really been up on the Rams all year, and I, I good. I, I don't back off on them because I said I'll, I'll I'll open with this, so you know where I stand on the Rams. I think okay. that they're a, one of the more complete teams 
in football. I think their secondary has really learned how to play well together uh, because of your boy, uh, Jordan Fuller. Uh, you know, we talked about the defensive line, which the linebackers have looked pretty good. I think Goff's doing his job pretty well. I think the offense looks decent. Uh, having Cup healthy is a big deal. The running back by committee thing is probably my shakiest part. Yeah, but 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 they also they don't have Gurley weighing them down like like they right. did. At least it's you know not cost them a lot. So I think they're in, they're on my list of teams that if they play really well. They yeah. can beat anybody. Now they are a bit Jekyll and Hyde. So right. you, you tell me about the LA Rams this season. Well, I mean, yeah, I do sort of objectively speaking and trying to get away from my my fandom here, which is I do also put the Rams into a category where if they click, but unlike some of the other teams I mentioned, for the Rams, it's if their offense gets figured, if they can figure out their offense a little bit, that would change it. Because if if we went back to the to the standings there, their points given up is is some of the lowest in the league, but their offense is is completely middling. 215 points allowed. We have a good point spread on the season. I mean, we lose by a field goal there. We uh, lose in Buffalo, uh, you know, stopping them on fourth down, giving up a PI, and then giving up the touchdown oh, on the yeah. next play. So we went from a win to a loss. We're another team that could we could be nine and two. We could be you know five and six as well. The defense is, is exceeded. Biggest surprise of the season, if I'm going back to your question at the start, the biggest surprise of the season to me personally, I just didn't want to be a homer then, is the Rams' defense. No, I, I mean, it is it is one of the... I mean, up with the Dolphins, in terms of teams you didn't expect to have an unbelievably good defense this year, the Rams' defense is, is phenomenal. It really isn't Aaron Donald and a bunch of other guys. There's hmm. been key contributions across the front seven, which I never thought would happen... Uh, the corner across from Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams, is unfortunately for me going to get a huge payday in the near future. Uh, Jordan Fuller, your guy from Ohio State, is is just getting better week after week after week after week. He's he's basically become our safety of the future. Offensively, though, I mean, I said it to you earlier on when we were talking about uh, Goff and Lamar. It just seems more and more like McVeigh's scheme may he may be over coaching the Rams offense that the and not to mention he's also got some questionable coaching decisions of his own a lot of people put the game yesterday on golf I, I I don't know if I've heard Rams fans even any Rams fans so far critique the fact that we we get the ball back with a tie game with three minutes left in the game we go full hurry up offense for some reason with three minutes and change only passing the ball so we get two first downs and then Goff throws a completion, clocks at about two and a half. He then high balls one to the sideline, goes over Robert Woods' head, clock stops. Third down, throws an incompletion. We punt it back to them. They get the ball with two minutes left and three timeouts. Yeah. And I think, why did we, when we got the ball back with three and a half minutes left, we should have gone, this will be the last drive of the game, no matter what, or they're going to burn their timeouts trying to stop us. And instead, we we didn't get points. We gave them plenty of time. We left them with all the timeouts. And I thought nobody turned to Sean McVay after the game and went, "What were you doing?" You know, you 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 people went, "No, Nick Mullins pulled the game winning drive." And I went, "But you gave him every opportunity to do it." So we're a team that really is so close, but there's just these things we have. Yeah, I know. He's he's. My buddy says to me, he goes, he goes every week, dude, when we talk about golf, you tell me he's great. And then the next week you tell me he sucks. And I said, well, it's because that's how he plays. So, you know, he's, he's a, he's got a great arm talent. He can dime a ball when he needs to, 
but man, his mechanics, I mean, he's he would be an unbelievably good flag football quarterback because no one's <laughs> rushing him. You know yeah, what I mean? There is no, there is definitely something to that. Uh, I'm gonna, I, I would actually, Steve, I'm gonna drop him a link here if you don't mind. <laughs> he's a Rams fan, also. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, the golf hate is warranted, I feel like. You know, it, it was a terrible game. He, he really didn't seem to be able to, to... But then, what was it? So the game before that was when he almost set the record for completions in a Monday Night Football game. Do you see what I mean? And it's it's and that's what I was saying before, is that the way that people scheme McVay's offense with golf, uh, we have the Patriots on our schedule, which we were just talking about what they did to the Cardinals, and I thought, I expect... Bel Nobody exposes your weaknesses like Bill Belichick does, and I know we're, Miami did it this year, uh, the Niners have done it twice to us, like they do all the time. Teams have figured out Goff and McVeigh's thing. Some of them have, some of them haven't, clearly. But for some reason, they have, after these past three years of these teams doing this, have not been able to self-scout and self-correct those things. But the, the one thing all season I'll say about the Rams' offense that they're missing desperately is speed whatsoever, because you mentioned it earlier, the we have taken hardly any deep shots because Cup and Woods, one of the most underrated duos in the league, but we got nobody who takes the top off. Yes, it's, it's huge. And yeah, even in the game yesterday, if you watch a lot of it, the Niners, the Niners defense, we we ran so many intermediate and short passing plays that that you just saw them collapsing on every ball thrown because they're not playing the deep third the way we should be scaring them to. And, and I just, think teams know that. We talked a little bit about it with Tom Brady. That's sort of the same issue. Now, his is more because of arm strength, but the same thing. Like when you can get yeah. that, all of a sudden those crossing patterns and stuff start getting cluttered. Yes. And then that's when the yeah. ball is bouncing around. That's when you have incompletions. Yeah, I totally agree. So I got to. And what, sorry, what, what, what I was just going to say about that was that it, it's become clear that, the, you know, it's not Jared Goff's arm. We know he can throw a ball a mile, he's got a hell of an arm, but. There's nobody on our team who can yep. run fast enough to make it matter. So yeah, we're they, kind of stuck they, there. They need Henry Ruggs. Uh, <laughs> we got a special guest. Uh, hey, fellas. Hello, yeah, hello. Stephen Gillespie from uh, Breaking the Game Off the Ball Network. Uh, Stephen, meet uh, my, my friend Dan from Assorted Goods Podcast. Hey, Dan, what's up, man? It's a pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you, too, buddy. Thanks for stopping by. So, oh yeah, I, I saw. Well, first off, I just saw NFL conversation. I'm watching Monday Night Football. <laughs> like I'm getting my cup is overflowing. I'm doing some uh, college basketball scouting right now. So like I, I'm in my zone right now. And I was listening to the Rams talk. I'm a big Rams fan. I've been a fan uh, since like '99. So uh, so have I. We've been on the. We've lived through the same misery. Then, my friend. Yeah. So um, <laughs> you, we we both have experienced a lot of heartbreak. I also and, want to point out that oh. One of you is from Canada, and one of you is from Arkansas, and, and I mean, as that's a couple football, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm from Arkansas, so you know, they used to be in the Edward Jones Dome, right? So just right. like on top of us, and I, I like myself too much to be a Dallas Cowboy fan like everybody else. And <laughs> also, <laughs> but so, I saw I was listening to the Rams talk, and you know, uh, Jeff really uh, knows how I feel about our quarterback. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, I try to like him a lot. And, you know, there was like, what, two, three games in a row where he was just looking real, real solid. And um, Jeff, you know, went so he was so bold to say, that, you know, young Tom Brady used to play like this. And I'm like, OK, like, <laughs> you, you know, yeah, Jeff, I know I, that, you know, your football. I know that, you know, your football. But like, I, I like, you. 
I eat, breathe, sleep Rams football, right? Like, so I, I know I've seen, I've seen Jared Goff put together, even under Jeff Fisher, I've seen Jared Goff put a couple of strings of games together where he looks like he's really good. And then you spoke to the arm talent. He can throw really, really well. He's one of those guys that like when you start talking about his skill set, it's almost always the first thing that you bring up with him. He says he throws a really pretty football. Yeah. Like that's almost always one of the things you bring up. But to me, like when 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 you bring that up with a a quarterback and that's the first thing you say, as opposed to like he's real accurate. (laughs) <laughs> or, you know, he's, uh, you know, he, right. great under pressure is what you correct. want to be saying. Yes. You know, you know yeah. a lot of guys in the NFL can throw a really tight spiral. You know, that's yeah. like not a unique skill set. But um, he, to me, everything good about him and the reason that he's really caught on to a lot of people and a lot he's under a lot of people's attention right now, I think is a direct correlation to the arrival of Sean McVay. I think yeah. his offensive scheme, his system really mask a lot of the weaknesses that uh you know that golf has in his game um and when and you spoke to to the under pressure that's that's the that's the biggest thing with golf because when the play happens exactly the way mcveigh draws it up Mm. golf looks super good man but like when the play breaks down and you're trusting him and his instincts and his, you know, f- you know, quarterback IQ. That's where things get a little bit shaky with me. Uh, yeah. y- you spoke to the defense. I-, I think that those were all solid points. You know, Fuller looks great. Williams has been an excellent cornerback right. opposite of Ramsey this season. I-, I mean, we, you know, we'd be remiss if I didn't bring up, you know, Aaron Donald, who should just be <laughs> regular season MVP considerations right now, right. as opposed to just defensive player of the year. And, um, you know, we're doing it with kind of a shaky offensive line. I like Higby and I like Everett at the tight end positions. Our yeah. running back by committee uh, that you brought up earlier, Jeff, I think you saw. I mean, at one point, I don't know if we still are, but I think that we were like seventh in in, in the NFL in rushing. Mm-hmm. Oh, we are. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. This, it, it's working. I, I wish I thought Cam Akers was going to be a little a little more dynam- dynamic his rookie year. I kind of counted on that. I, I think he scored his first touchdown like yesterday, maybe. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I I like him, but I thought I thought he was going to make a, a little more of a difference. So, you know, I might have been wrong. But um, yeah. So real quick, I was I'm gonna show you guys this. This this is how how spoiled uh you guys are. I think Kurt Warner <laughs> did this to you. Just uh, of course. Just real quick. Well, it's not popping up. Oh right. no. <laughs> There. Kurt Warner is the best. I'm just going to put that out there. He's the best. Yeah, he's, yeah. I, I, I have nothing but fond memories of him. So it's not I'll second up, that. It's not showing up on here, even though it says it is. Um, Mark so Bolter looked good once upon a time too. Real <laughs> quick, Jared Goff career. Not to argue with anything you guys are saying. He's 40 and 25, 63 percent completion percentage, which is pretty good. He's 67 this year. He's mm-hmm. got. 17,000 yards, 7.6 yards attempt. That's slightly above, you know, average. That's in the good level. Yeah. 103 touchdowns and only, not only, but 52 interceptions, which isn't a horrible ratio. Yeah. Um, it's, it's cra- like per his age, he, this is a great start to a career. I don't argue with what you guys are saying, you know, but another thing that's crazy, he's 65 games into his career. Like, mm-hmm. you guys realize how fast oh. time goes. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Good to me. That's it's weird, but he also feels like he's been in the league for like almost ten seasons now, too. At the same time, and he had that year that he didn't even play, right? His mm-hmm. rookie year, they didn't. I don't even know if they activated him, Fisher. Yeah, so, 
if I'm the Rams, if I'm the Rams this offseason, the only thing I'm doing to save this guy, if I want to keep seeing what we got, is get two guys on their offense who can run four three speed. Yeah, because the the way they're the way they're compressing, it's it just seems like I I blame Goff for a lot of his own issues, but I also think there's a little bit of something to be said about the way they're scheming him and basically saying, you know, we're going to put you in situations where you're going to be under pressure and you're going to have to fit into tight windows. And it's like, those are the two things he does not want to have to do. When we had Brandon Cooks, the way we used to take the top off the defense mm-hmm. and then the way we would hit the crossing routes because of the way the safeties would be an extra five or 10 yards deep really changed the offense. I mean, I was hoping before the trade deadline, they would have gone to some team and and said, you know, that guy right there who runs really fast, We'll give you a, a six or something for him because we just need somebody to go scare the crap out of a defense and and open it up for him a little it bit. That's a good point. McVeigh is definitely in love with with his with those natural natural picks and rub route yeah. and all that. But you can become a you know you can't get a little fixated on it. But um you know I, I don't know I, until I guess you go you trade for Randy Moss. Uh, that's what Brady did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean sure. It changed his career instantly. I mean, I mean, you that. brought up rugs earlier with Vegas. Maybe we can you know swag them out of uh swag them you out of this, this year. It's so deep in the draft that there's going to be a receiver wherever they draft. You know, mm-hmm. late first round. If yeah. they want a receiver, the second round they'll get a receiver. There's so much talent in this. Well, uh, we did that. We did that this past year. I just we just went and took the exact same kind of player we've had three of already. We yeah. we went and got yet another guy who's a who's a technical, the route great runner. route runner, a good yep. run blocker, great hands, good awareness. And he thought we needed a guy who can run really fast. Yeah, yeah we needed to do the old Oakland Raiders philosophy: draft the fast guys. All we needed yep. this year. So yeah, yeah, you got to get kills. Yeah, kills, absolutely. and yep. I just wanted to point out something real quick to what Dan yeah. just said, Jeff. If that's okay, oh, uh, the the Brandon Cooks piece I thought was a very critical point. You you nailed that. You know the the amount of horizontal action that he would give our offense, and and just kind of make the defense kind of second guess on what what direction the play was coming right before yeah. it happened. Like we we did it all the time. We would do that play action jet sweep where we fake the handoff to you know, Cooks and then to Gurley and then, you know, Cup was up the middle and just wide open because the defense, that split second where the defense had to figure out, okay, which direction is this play going? That yeah. mattered a lot. Now, I mean, Woods and Cup, they're two of the best route runners in the entire NFL, like to their credit. So it, it's good to have that ability. But yeah, Dan, the the lack of a um a deep threat, like a legitimate one, like even a guy like a like a Deshaun Jackson, like what was what's he doing? Yeah. Right, like just <laughs> take a flyer on somebody. You know, I think that they were saying that Will Fuller might have been available out of Houston. Like that would have been a great pickup. Right. You know, right? Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Um, yeah, no, that, that's a good. That's a good point though. When you run that offense, like if you, the whole point is to bring your safeties up. Then you got to have somebody run by them. I mean, that's right. the whole that's the whole point of the uh, of the offense. So I think you guys nailed it on that. So. Um, on that note, um, Dan, that was awesome of you to come on, man. Why don't you? Yeah, uh, why don't you tell? Why don't you tell us a little bit about? You got two podcasts going now. Not to mention you're a guest on, you know, thirty to forty. <laughs> uh, tell, tell us a little about what you got going on now. Man. Uh, all right, yeah, my my regular show is Assorted Goods. Uh, it is just me diving into 
all sorts of topics from from out in the world and trying to trying to learn a little bit and get a little smarter. Uh, I, I appreciate you having me on, Jeff. I love talking sports because I never get the chance to otherwise. Uh, I have another podcast. I don't I don't know if I could swear on this one because the name of my second podcast is uh, cursing in the name. Uh, it is it is FN a FN not censored EH as in Canadian like me. <laughs> That's uh, brilliant. It yeah. is my uh, it is me and my best friend. It is literally just we have been talking for years and we decided to put ma- microphones in front of our faces and have a good time. So uh, check those both out. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Just follow me on Twitter at Assorted Goods PC. Check out the website AssortedGoodsPod.com. Uh, just just if, if, if you for some reason weren't sick of me at this point and you want more. There's plenty of me out there. Oh, so. no, no, you, no. We, said, we said when the show started, you're putting out a ton of good content. Really, really smart stuff. He's very humble. He won't take credit for it, but he's a great No, writer. I won't. I he's won't. Great, I appreciate it, Jeff. He's a great writer. His his podcast is is truly professional. Um, it's it's very impressive. I, I encourage everybody to go um to go check it out. Both both these podcasts. Um, Steven, I'm so glad you, uh, you jumped in, man. It's always good to have one of my, uh, off the ball network brothers, uh, jump in. I know you like talking Rams. Um, this yeah. worked out perfect. So I appreciate you coming by. Uh, what, what do you got going on now, man? You always got something new. I know you got, yeah. you're, you're, um, you're breaking down the, the top, uh, 175 NBA. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're you're highballing it a little bit. I'm only at 150 right now, and it's not like I just stopped at that number because I'm like, okay, I I gotta like stop. I'm swimming in names right now, and uh, I'm starting to get to the point like, didn't I already write this dude down? Like, didn't I already like so? Um, Dan, I just real quick wanted to say, man, like, uh, I I enjoyed listening to you. You know, there's not a lot of Rams fans out there really that <laughs> no, are like we're a rare breed we really are man and yeah. like um even the even the super bowl run you know like yeah. we we just live under a rock i don't know what it is like our bandwagon just kept going down the road nobody was hopping on <laughs> yeah, you guys got a beautiful stadium a good team yeah, well, really really pretty well, stadium really, yeah there's really no downside to it it, it is odd <laughs> i uh i you know you know you probably don't remember like the what was it the flip Flipper Anderson days back in the Jim Everett days. That was, uh, those, those are some pretty crazy times. I grew up on the Rams, but before they went to St. Louis, before they were back. So, but yeah, but, but uh, yeah, um, you know, Dan, again, just great work, man. I enjoyed listening to you. I listened for a little while. Um, I, I hopped on when y'all were talking about the NFC least, and, and that was fun <laughs> to listen to, right? So, um, but yeah, I, I'm just working on right now. Uh, you know, I, of course, I do the break in the game with my co-host Austin. Um, you know, prayers for him, he and his family. Like, yeah, I hope just, you're feeling good, Austin. Yeah, yeah, him and his family found out that they just had COVID. So, um, oh, wow. but they seem to be doing well. I mean, it doesn't seem like non. It, it's pretty non-emergent, I guess, as far as you know, a, a pandemic causing <laughs> virus can be. Right. So. Right. Yeah. So prayers up for him. But yeah, um, we just do NBA stuff. Uh. And I, right now I'm just trying to get a big board kind of formulated for, um, you know, the draft for next season. You know, we just finished this last, yeah, we just finished up this last one and, uh, I'm evaluating even more prospects now. Like I'm about 150 players deep right now that I'm just kind of rough, just kind of ball of clay right now, trying to sculpt something down the line. And, uh, I've been very busy today, but yeah, I appreciate you having me on for a split second, Jeff. When I said standing by, I was just like, all right, I'm ready to listen to to what Dan has to say because as a Rams fan, I really appreciate just anybody else out there speaking about him, Dan. So I really appreciate what you did. Oh, today. awesome, man! Thank you. I, I'm glad you came by too, man. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and Dan's going to come back on when I do. I hate running backs. Uh, <laughs> uh, sure, you're actually doing that. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think that, so. Yeah, that that'd be beautiful. <laughs> hey, Jeff, Dan, real quick. Um, I don't. Did y'all cover it at the beginning of the show? Like, how did y'all end up meeting each other? Like, do y'all like know each other personally, or is this through like podcasting? podcasting. Uh, yeah. So, I've, yeah. It, part of Jeff needs help and we're in the same group. And I, uh, you know, I sent out the invite a couple, well, probably almost three months ago now. And I said, you know, I, you know, cause I know on the, uh, like say there's a lot of movie podcasts in there, political podcasts, yeah. like, anybody wants to do sports. I know you can't just hijack your show for a week. Come on my show and talk <laughs> sports. And Dan's like, I'd love to. And then we did a show about two months ago and it went great. And then, yeah. of course, we, you know, we keep up over Twitter. And so um, it was time to, you know, come back on later in the season. Uh, Dan just want to tell everybody how smart he was and how Jordan Fuller. football. And right. I mean, I mean he's pretty play. smart. He's a Rams fan. So, like, that tells me all <laughs> yeah. I need to know. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so that's it. Yeah. Just it's a podcast miracle. I mean, yeah, well, cool. I mean, y'all, y'all seem like y'all have like been lifelong friends. So, like, I was just curious, like, on how y'all, you know, got to got to know each other. It's weird. Easy right? to talk shop, man. And we, we just talking ball is, is I can do it all day, probably. <laughs> so, yeah, no, you, yeah, we're, we're in good company then because our <laughs> off the ball network is a bunch secretly, of just absolute sport freaks. Secretly, I'm trying to get uh, uh, Dan to do some work for the off the ball network. <laughs> He's a really talented writer. So. I, I got to learn how to write sports is my problem. So I'm going to I'm going to figure that we're out. We're figuring it out together, brother. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it would be fun. nice. It feels like everybody like and, and Dan, I'm just going to kind of put myself on a pity party. Maybe that'll bring you in because okay. Like, okay. I'm the only Arkansas Razorback fan in our network. <laughs> you might I'm be the only Arkansas Razorback fan <laughs> in the nation outside of, outside of Arkansas. No, you're, you're right. No, and, you got uh, to right this year. I, I consider yeah, successful. Definitely year. overachieved this season. And I'm also the only Ram fan, right? So I got to listen to every, and like, I got to listen to everybody talk about like the Cowboys. I got to right. listen to everybody talk about the Giants, the right. football team, Ohio State. You know, <laughs> all these other schools that, and I'm just, I'm all by myself, man. So you need I'm some like, reinforcements. I need some reinforcements. So yeah, I need you. You know, Stephen needs Dan. You know, that's right. going to be the, our next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are selling me real well on it. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's why Jeff had me on. Right, right. That's <laughs> <laughs> closer. Uh, yep. no, uh, thanks, guys. This was a great show. Um, I, I really had a lot of fun. Thanks, everybody listening. Thanks, everybody to watch. Um, I, I feel good about the season going ahead. Uh, Dan, we'll catch up here probably about playoff Absolutely. time, I bet. Maybe, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll talk about um, how useless running backs are. And <laughs> for sure, that, the worst. That they, ought to just go, that they ought to just go seven wide receivers. And, uh, <laughs> Including at quarterback, right? Like we're seeing that now. Hey, we're getting closer every week. Uh, yep. I don't know what we're going to see Wednesday with the with the Ravens game. I I think Harbaugh might have to play quarterback. Who knows? I, not to about it. I hope everybody's healthy. Um, you know, but seriously, he might have to play quarterback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he might have to play quarterback. Yeah. So, um, all right, guys, uh, that's it for uh, Jeff Needs Sports. You guys were awesome, and uh, everybody be kind. And we will see you soon. Much love, everybody. Take care, everyone.